Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the 13th episode of the Floor Spacers podcast. <laughs> I, of course, am Mr. Bobby himself, and joining me today are the two goats themselves, Mr. Aaron Josef and Mr. Stephen Boyle. Gentlemen, please. It is great to be back. The return is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. We are we are back from the hiatus. Indeed, we are, Aaron. I'm glad you said that. And uh, just as a quick forward um, to all our loyal, amazing, great fans that have stuck through, through with us with, through thick and thin. Um, I'm very sorry for you know the 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 leave of absence the last like two months. Uh, we had a very congested schedule and just a bunch of conflicts. And just a bunch of everything that didn't, you know, align properly. So, um, personal got to do better. Yeah, personal got to do better. Watch film. Um, we know that, you know, we're slacking. We know that we missed a lot in terms of, you know, stuff that happened over the, over the course of the league. But uh, that's why today's episode we're going to cover, um, basically the things that have surprised us so far, considering the fact that we, we basically are at the halfway point um, of the season. So, um, I guess without further without further ado. <laughs> uh, let's get started. Um, Mr. Boyle, please take the stage. Well, I say we start off with uh, one of the biggest surprises so far this season. The Cleveland Cavaliers are relevant again. Sixth in the <laughs> East. What are your thoughts, Mr. Cav? Legend, fan, Bobby? Well, I mean, I'm not, I was going to say that I did see this coming, but I can't say that because I, I did say that they were my 10th seed for like that preseason thing we did with Rish. But um, – the one thing I will say, though, um, is that – I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's, just so, there's just way too many things to say about this team that have, like, really made me happy so far this season. Um, I remember when we did that predictions episode, uh, I remember we were talking about the whole, like, three big lineup and stuff. But, I mean, I think we've all been kind of blindsided how, how well it's worked. Um, and then, you know, unfortunately, you know, we had, you know, uh, Colin Sexton go out with a season-ending injury. And then uh, the season revelation, Ricky Rubio going out with an ACL injury a couple of weeks ago in New Orleans. Um, you know what I mean? Apart from, I, I guess like those two things does definitely like hurt, I guess like that hype that I had for the season. Um, I mean, I still think we're going to be a top six seed, um, you know, the rest of the way through and we're going to make the playoffs and all that. But um, I mean, I'm having a lot of fun this season, you know, considering the fact that um, again, we were 29th in defense and I think like, 21st in offense, whatever last season. Now we're like top three defense, and I don't even know what our offense is now. I'm actually still 21st in offense. I just checked. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. damn. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I thought I'd go up on that. Um, actually, I guess that's because like all the injuries we had recently. I was but... about to say it was probably better at the start. And then after Rubio and Sexton went out, it probably yeah, I, definitely. Yeah. I don't think like Brandon Goodwin come off the bench. I mean, no like shade to him. I'm just saying like. Definitely a step down from Rubio, but um, no, but as a fan, I'm very ecstatic. Like Steve said, like, I think we're back on the map and it's only fitting that, I mean, again, the all-star game with all-star break is in Cleveland this year. So having a resurgent, you know, year for the, for the team um, is definitely important. And um, I mean, whoever's listening to the podcast, please go and vote for Jared Allen and Darius Garland for the all-star, ba- all-star ballots. I was about um, to say, they got two guys who are playing at all-star or like borderline all-star levels this season. Right. Exactly. And I mean, even in the in the predictions too, I don't want to take too much time because I mean, there's some, I can go on over and over. I can do a whole episode about it, but right. just to sum it up, I mean, like you know, I also had the predictions saying like um, 
you know, the, the, the rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, Evan Mobley, and the six men of the year candidates, Ricky Rubio and Kevin Love. Like, just seeing how everyone has brought into the system that JB implemented. Um, and you see how, you know, that's that's kind of trickled down to everyone on the, on the roster. And that even, you know, earned JB an extension, um, which, I mean, he was like the first coach since, I mean, I mean, not even David Blatt or Tyron Lue got that, you know, extension. So it's definitely been a, like he's definitely the first coach in, in a while in Cavs history to get that extension. So, um, yeah, I can't I can't say enough about like how happy I am about this team and how everything's kind of transpired. Yeah, it's like they have been one of my like I've been telling you all season, like they've been one of my teams I'm tuning into all the time. They're so fun to watch. Like I, I love how all their players put in so much effort on the defensive end. Evan Mobley is like already an all defensive caliber player in his first season. Damn right. So, like he's he's not a perfect rookie by any means, but he's he's got that down already. And then they don't really have many three-point shooters, but the three-point shooters that they do have have been like snipers this year. Kevin Love shooting over 40% for the first time in a while. Yeah. Um, Darius, of course, has been a really good shooter. Jetty's been shooting really well this season. Yep. Three. Uh Lowry's like been around the same, which is pretty solid for what he gives. Yeah. And even like back when, before Rubio was hurt, he was he had some like crazy performances like that game in MSG. The game at MSG was ridiculous. Yeah, what was it, eight or nine? I think. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, bro. That was yeah, insane. like they've been able to hold down the fort this season. They're they're definitely they're kind of like last season's Knicks. But I'm hoping like that they don't so, turn into this year's Knicks next year. No, no, facts. But the one thing I will say about the comparison last year is, um, I definitely do agree with that. Um, but I feel like we have the chance to be more effective in the playoffs just because of how good our defense is, and. Also, like right now, like I was, I remember talking, saying this in the chat before, but like right now, like the the shot creation isn't outside of, I guess, like DG is like is mm-hmm. obviously very limited. So I mean, hopefully we can acquire someone who could do that at the deadline for not too much. You know what I mean? Maybe like a Terrence Ross, or maybe like a Levert, depending on the price. Um, but we definitely need someone guy like that. Uh, but I mean, I mean, who knows? If we make a deep enough run, maybe Colin will get back and uh, we can use that shot creator. But um, right now, it's like a little bit harder. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. The days in Cleveland are bright for the first time in a long time. No, no that's true. That's true. Yeah, like it's probably it's like probably it's more fun to watch just because like the fact that they're so young. Like you don't have to worry about like them like retiring sooner. Like there's like there's a I'm not I'm not gonna say there's a a decreases of injuries because that's not the case, unfortunately. But like, like just like watching like a rebuild come to life is like so satisfying. Like, it's probably more fun to watch than like a veteran team or like just like a, like like you know like a homegrown team and like coming to like watching it like form through like the young years. They're like a twenty-one team now. You come up like. They're actually improving. It's so refreshing. For sure, that's the best. Should be like, yeah, like the Warriors came through from the draft, and like you're hoping like that's like the end goal, obviously. But like, it's just like really good. Like there's like props to like the scouting and like everything. Like front office definitely took like a a big leap and stuff. So it's like really good. Yeah. The the most fun season as a Sixers fan in recent times was the the first year we made the playoffs after the process era. Like, just all those homegrown players, like, uh, of course, Embiid, Simmons, Covington, Dario, TJ, all of them, like, playing amazing, contributing to a, to a playoff team for the first time in so many years. Yeah. That was such a great feeling. Then 
yeah. the end of the season when Embiid was out. We still on that 16-game win streak. We had all the momentum going in the playoffs against the Heat. That was that was dude, by that far was my, my favorite. It's so much more ever. fun. Like, dude, I'm like thinking about it now. Like, part of me would want to watch like the old D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle era, rather than like a bunch of these old people now. Like, <laughs> like these old like, people. <laughs> no, like I'm not even like it's not like I wouldn't. Like, I'm appreciative. Like, there's some talent on this team, but like it was just more fun. No, and I, I, I will like, say that for sure because. The one thing I remember, like, after LeBron left in 2018, like, I remember telling you guys, I was like, you know what? Like, obviously, it's going to sting because, I mean, we're not going to be relevant. But, like, I guess, like, now we're going to actually speak into a rebuild and kind of like trying to see. Like, I, I want to be part of that process. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw the Sixers going through it. saw Lakers doing it. And, like, even when we were in the finals, and I remember seeing Golden State and all that, the one thing I did kind of feel, like, a little bit, like, jealous of is the fact that, like, oh, you see, like, you know, like, Curry and Clay and Draymond, how, like, Again, like that was like, like you said, Aaron, it was like a homegrown like thing where they had like, you know, Mark Jackson come in and, you know, develop those guys. And then Steve Burr came in and he put in his system and all that. And just the fact that they kind of like built through them, like, you know, built, they, they supported their own team and kind of, you know, went through that. And that's why I like to, that's why like, I really like seeing stuff like that. And um, I mean, seeing it now, I mean, um, you know, like first it was Colin and all the, all the stuff that he went through. I mean, it sucks that he's not enjoying this right now, the fact that he's injured, but like all the things that he went through, but he put in the work. And then we got Darius. Uh, and then, you know, we got Isaac, who's also been like, he, he also been trending in the right direction, but then he got injured. But you know what I mean? There's so much things that are actually been like, like coming around for us. And a lot of it has been like, you know, our, our team, um, their drafting. And then yeah, how even last night we saw Lamar Stevens going off. He was undrafted from, mm-hmm. from Penn state. And I mean, just the fact that we picked him up, um, you know what I mean? And brought him in and, and, get, and trust him, you know, with that role. And I think it's just such a great thing to see. Like I said, like the, the culture that like that JB has put into this team. Like I love, see, I love seeing it. It's like that accountability defense hustle. Like I love seeing that. And um, yeah, man, I mean, like, I mean, even look, I mean, the one thing I will say, I don't want to, again, I don't draw too long, but like, there's like stuff that you see, like, again, for example, last night, I remember seeing like, it was like uh, in the fourth quarter, I remember like Mobley caught the, the ball like near the elbow and then he did this like Katie type like like size up thing, and then like he did a one hand pass to like Lamar Stevens who was cutting, and just seeing that you just like dude like you know what I'm saying you see stuff like that and you're like bro like this guy's really the limit for this like the entire thing and you see it all come together and again like Darius Garland's what a third year point guard, um wait third year right yeah third, third year. year and um he's already in you know all star ballots and then Jared Allen who we got for pennies on the dollar is like again having an all time thing like not all time but like you know what i mean like an all star like like season like just seeing mm-hmm. all that come together is just it's just so satisfying but but yeah i'm just i'm just so ecstatic as a fan yeah it's the best and to kind of uh pin off of something you said earlier uh like the Cavs needing like secondary shot creation behind Darius one guy that i was hoping they would be able to trade for cam reddish just the transition now just got traded to the Knicks today so uh what are you guys thoughts on that trade um I mean, obviously, you guys know how I feel about Cam Reddish. I mean, how much I wanted him. Um, I think the one thing I will say about Cam is the fact that everyone's been saying, too, I think that, um, you know, the, the idea of Cam is better than what he actually produces. And, like, unfortunately, that is true. Like, in high school, I remember he was going off. I mean, I don't remember, but, like, based on the scouting, like, he was going off. In college, he had, like, a flashes and some glimpses here and there. 
And then he's supposed to be that, like that, that, that Paul George at the next level. And again, like he's shown some flashes. Like if you guys remember in the playoffs last season, you know, he had that game where he had like eight threes or whatever, like, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And his perimeter defense has been really good. Like, like it's just, there is that in Atlanta, it was never the right fit for him. Um, So I'm hoping that New York gives him more of a chance. It is the system. So I feel like he should be maximized a bit more Um, now, but with, with that being said, I mean, uh, they already have RJ and like um, all them. I mean, RJ Fournier at the wing. So I'm curious on how like he's going to kind of implement, uh, you know, uh, Cam. If it's going to give him some like if, if he's going to stick him in the corner just to do like catch and shoot or would he actually give him some like, you know, like some shot creation reps. You know what I mean? So um, I'm actually kind of happy that he's gone from Atlanta now because I wanted to see him like shine. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, I mean, if everything works out, like, if the system like does bring him out, then it should be a, a perfect marriage, I feel like. It's going to be curious to see how he plays on the Knicks for me, to be honest, because, like, especially this season for New York, at least, they don't really have many, like, uh, they, don't, they don't really have many, like, primary playmaking type guys. Like, obviously, Randall, has, his playmaking has been good the last few seasons, and Derrick Rose, when he's healthy, he hasn't been there in a few weeks now. But, uh, yeah, like, at least in recent weeks for the Knicks, a lot of the guys who play for them at guard, like Alec Burks, Kenbo, when he's on, uh, they're not really, like, primary playmakers or anything like that, so. They, they have a lot of guys who who take turns with the ball. So I'll, I'm curious to see how Cam fits in with their system, especially off the bench with guys like Burks, uh, Manuel Quickly, Obi. I mean, I'd hope he can I become, like I like that fit for this system though. Like I'd hope he could become like a like what he was meant to be, like when he got drafted so high, like a starter. Like that would be like a great fit for like New York. Like I think like both sides definitely like won the trade because Atlanta like wasn't really using him. Like to the like as best as they could, and like it just didn't work out, and they got a first rounder out of it. And I, is it the Knicks' first rounder? No, it's a Charlotte first protected first rounder. So it's like not really. It's it's like there's protections on it for up to like four years, something like that. So. It's uh, weird. I mean, well, I guess the event. Yeah, it was like the Lakers and Sixers one where they tried for trade for Steve mm-hmm. Nash, but like they'll eventually get it. But like, that's like kind of it's still kind of a dub. I think the only loss here is Kevin Knox because he really uh is pretty much an he's pretty much been a disappointment like, that's kind of crazy like I think he was drafted like ninth, he drafted top ten ninth, right? ninth, like muffled. ninth or something I think it was ninth yeah muffled yeah dude that's such a that's a sad like he could have like I remember so much hype coming from him like and like it really hasn't amounted to anything that's I mean he has a first start the draft huh so that's what happened when, when you, once you wear a Fortnite suit at the draft. <laughs> I, have to, I have to look at that. But like, I don't know. I mean, he has a fresh start now, so let's see what happens. But like, I don't, I don't really see it. I heard that they're trying to. I was reading into. I heard they were trying to like probably flip him for something else. So I don't know. We'll see. Like, because I don't see Atlanta. Like, no, I wouldn't. Be I, I, I could definitely see Atlanta just like. Blowing up their roster, well, not blowing it up, but like just a, retool, a lot, of, a, a lot of their they have too many guys to be honest to do the same type of thing, mm-hmm. and they're they're gonna have to pay Herder eventually. They're gonna have to pay Hunter if they want to do that. So it's like they gotta make some decisions, like we were saying in that one podcast prior to the season, Christy. Yeah, no, right. Um, and I guess just like I guess try to use that as a segue. I mean, <clears throat> there was that tweet that came out today, or uh, I don't know, if it was a tweet or yeah, I think it was a tweet. I think I sent it to the group chat. It was. The fact that the Hawks were – they're saying that everyone except Trey and, and mm-hmm. Clint were, um, you know, on the, on the block. And, I mean, I was – I was remember I was saying, you know, to Aaron and Steve, I was like – I was kind of surprised that, like, guys like DeAndre Hunter 
and all of them are, were available. Um, I mean, and, and also Steve raised a good point is the fact that like, you know, he's always injured, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, which is true, but, um, you know, I thought like, you know, the guy who, you know, usually takes the, the, t- the toughest, you know, defensive, um, assignments and all that, you know, I thought like, you know, they try to hold some value in that. Um, but, um, and we also saw that John Collins, he's a, reportedly upset with his situation right now. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. Um, you know what I mean? Like, considering the deadline is like a month away, a little less than a month away. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Atlanta definitely a team to watch. I, I, mean, I can't wait to see, like, you know, all the stuff that comes off of that. I mean, maybe something to the Sixers, Steve, Tobias Harris, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't mind a Collins for Tobias spot. I don't. I mean, Atlanta is definitely not doing that. But Yeah. If anything, um, it would be for Simmons, but I don't know. Right, right. I'd I mean, I feel like if Simmons, Trey Young, that would be pretty nice. Oh, that would be amazing for Atlanta. Yeah. But, yeah. I, yeah that's I like, know. imagine, like, after all that, that's where he ends up. The place that like kind of like jump started this whole like, yeah, right. Uh, sitting out thing that'd be so ironic. Yeah. Um, what's it called? That'd be kind of crazy because I mean, I feel like yeah, like a John Collins, like DeAndre Hunter package would be kind of tough. Um, it would be, but it's just like. But what Collins? Do, then what do we do with Tobias like, in that case? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I could just tell him to stay on the corner and shoot threes. I don't. Collins know. has Collins has actually been like one of Atlanta's bright spots this year. He's been super efficient, like in his role, and what yeah. he does. Like he's like forty three percent from three. I think. Uh, he's of course he still rebounds really well. He rim rolls. He's a great partner for Trey in that department. It's just like it's so unfortunate that the rest of Atlanta's team has been so underwhelming on the defensive end. Right. They're such, like they're such a good offensive team. They're they're like I'm pretty sure they're top ten if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they have to be. But, yeah. But their defense is atrocious, and that's I can't believe they're below 500. And again, we were talking about it too, like the fact that Clint Capella had a, like a huge fall off in terms of he was like DPOY candidate last year. And the years his, before his, that. his effect on defense has been so underwhelming this year. Yeah, he, yeah. players are shooting like 60 percent of the rim against them this year, which is like crazy because last year he was like he was kind of like a discount go bear. They yeah, had that whole like jazz type defensive system set up that they were running in the playoffs, and that was really good for them. And you would think a McMillan led team, you know what I mean, would. Mm-hmm. At least be somewhat competent on defense, but um, I'm yeah. not saying they're like all like a bad team. Like they obviously are, like they are like good and talented stuff. But like, I just like based off of, like last year, like everyone was saying, oh, the Hawks are for real. Like I don't really buy the like you know how they made it to the conference finals. Like I feel like it was just more of like a like a story tale run more than it was like actually like them solidifying themselves. Like it's obviously like disappointing. Like they didn't actually build off of that making it to the conference finals like now they're like below 500 but like i don't know i never really bought into them as like a, a real team to like contend like i just don't think like i don't think i don't know if, if you guys thought that either but like i wasn't I don't know. people were like people were like kind of overrating them i'm like i don't know it's kind of chill like because I, w- I don't I wasn't know 100 bought in but all of the like with kevin harder stepping up john collins finally like becoming a master in the role that he took on Clint Capella being like that, that guy down low for them that Trey's needed. Like it's, it's just, it seemed too perfect. Like how everything came together for them. Like they had all these pieces that worked really well together. They're all really young. So you kind of figure they're going to keep developing together as a group, right. but it's yeah, this season has been a huge disappointment for them. No. So that's what I was saying too. Cause it was like, cause remember my preseason um, predictions, um, 
Like I agree. Like that's one thing. Like I didn't really buy into that whole like notion of oh they they like they're like championship contenders, but um, you know what I mean. Like I like I said, I did I did foresee like a bit of a fall off. Um, but did I think they were gonna fall off this bad? No. And also like. Yeah, and like what Aaron said, like they made the conference finals, and usually if you make the conference finals, you lose the conference finals. That means you're a contender, basically, right? I mean, because that's the final step before the, the final. So, um, I think yeah, it, it's true. I think a lot of people were saying like, oh yeah, like this team's like legit, like finals contender, all of that. I didn't buy into that, but I mean, like Steve said, like you were expecting like continuation of you know that that I guess that energy and that that sort of like that that development, you know, that that continuity kind of just being there. Um, and yeah, it's, you just really just kind of sit there and be like, like what really changed from last season to this season? You know what I mean? That really kind of just, I, I don't know, like just shook up the the outlook for this year and the fact that they're they're you know selling ninety percent of the roster. Like you just got to think about it because there's really nothing that jumps out. Like it's a really confusing situation, I would say. I feel like it was just a momentum thing that carried them in the playoffs. Like they had, they had a lot of momentum was. going into the playoffs too. But yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, because I remember after the whole um, McMillan, like, hire or promotion, like, they started going off, and then, yeah, that's true, and they carried that, right. I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, it's crazy. Like like I said, like, a bunch of people just not buying in on defense. It's, it's, it's very interesting, though. Like, I don't want to use this as an excuse because you could use this as an excuse for any team, but with all the – with everything going on with the COVID and the health and safety protocols, they've had a lot of guys in and out all season, just like all – a bunch of other teams, but – yeah, I don't know. It's just been such a weird season in that regard. Right. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, but I mean, yes, I mean, I don't know. I mean, hopefully they can figure it out. Um, and then I guess real quick, I, like speaking of like, I guess like sort of disappointment, not really disappointment because I low-key saw this coming. I'm not going to say, again, I'm not trying to prophesize or whatever, but uh, the Celtics – I just want to talk about it real quick because, I mean, I don't think you guys really want to talk about it that much. But um, the one thing I will say to the Celtics is the fact that, I mean, even last year, you know, you saw like a little bit of mediocrity. Um, I mean, they, they finished, like, I think at 500, I think. Um, it was just very inconsistent play. I mean, the one thing that you did see for sure, uh, whether it was a COVID season or not last year, I mean, it still was a COVID season this year, but um, was the fact that they had no, like, point guard or initiator. And the fact that they had they literally did nothing to address that um coming into this season and it's like literally the issue right now and the fact that there again there is no point guard it's just a shooter huh said shade to dennis Schroeder. yeah shade to dennis Schroeder, yeah. the lakers legend um <laughs> or should i say the hawks legend because we just want the hawks but um yeah because literally again they it's just you know jb or jason Tatum going off at any given night and that's it you know what I mean? And they're they're blowing, like, 20-point leads, like, every other game. I was just about to say that. They always play three good quarters of basketball, and then the yeah. fourth quarter they just – they can't, like, run a, a competent offense to close a game because they don't have that that playmaker to set everything up for them. Right, exactly. Just, it's just, just taking turns, iso ball between Tatum, yeah. Jalen Brown, or if one of them aren't playing, and Schroeder's getting in there too. Marcus Smart taking a bunch of shots that he shouldn't be. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's crazy, man. And I saw on Twitter something recently too. It was like you see all their like their draft picks that they had over the recent years. Like they had a ch- chance to get guys. I think like Cam Johnson and, and was it Cam Johnson? I think it was. And then like 
Uh, they, they, always have that, they always have that last lottery pick just because of all the trades they made in the past. With yeah, Denver. I was I was just gonna bring that up. Like, don't they still have like don't they still have more draft capital like coming up? Like I think so, out. yeah. I'm not sure. I I know they could have gotten like Desmond Bean, like you know what I'm saying, like last year and all that. Like they traded away Desmond Bean pick last year. Oh, uh, they like. traded away, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's like so much stuff like that. Like, it's just been a lot of questionable like offseason moves that I feel like just screw themselves over, you know what I mean? Um, the players they get aren't even bad. It's just they're not guys you want playing in like playoff scenarios. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just want to talk about the Celtics real quick, but just because, like, again, this is something like the quality of basketball that they played has been like steadily decreasing since 2018 when everyone thought there were, you know, perennial championship contenders after you know the whole LeBron series. But ever since then, it's been a disappointment. You know what For I sure mean. They're still like a they have like such a good defensive foundation with like all their guys they have. Yeah. Like they're a really good team on that end, but they just kind of figured the offense out. Like yeah. I I I I'm pretty sure when we did our preseason predictions, I had them either fourth or fifth. Like I was really high on the Celtics going into the season because I thought that they the guys they added were gonna fit in really well, regardless if they had to point guard or not. Yeah. But right. it's just that one glaring thing that they need to fix. Yeah, like, no, no, you're Dane's right. He's been playmaking a lot more recently, and he's been it's been a lot better. But then at the same time that he's getting other guys he open, like he's always he hasn't been, he has been very reliable himself right. shooting the ball. No, see, yeah. that's a good point too because I'm, I'm looking at the list right now. I literally had uh, Boston at five. Mm-hmm. You oh, just yeah. can't always rely on the one person, like. Obviously, like they're gonna have an off night, like a couple times. It doesn't matter who you are, like, and they're like, you can't be too predictable either. But it's just, yeah, like COVID screwed up things, and like the personnel on the team, like it just doesn't work. Yeah, like I've been looking at Dennis Schroeder's, like looking at his, like his numbers right now, like as a point guard, two assists, three assists, two assists, four assists. I'm like, bro, like I don't know if that's how it's supposed to work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, and just watching him, like, last year, too, like, he was, like, he just never had a playmaking sense. Like, he's always, like, attacking kind of dude, like, had his, like, hustle moments here and there. But, like, he just doesn't – like, he is, like, beneficial off the bench. Like, I, he just can't start. Yeah, he's, like, your prototypical six man. Like, he, he yeah, fits that like, role really well, but it's just – they don't have a guy to put in front of him that's more reliable in like closing game situations, so they got to put him out there. Oh, that's crazy. Um, I mean, I thought they could have like I thought that you know with the 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 Horford and and uh, what's it called with the the shooter additions they could try to salvage something, but I mean, it really hasn't worked out that well. Um, and I guess not being able to retain you know Fournier and all of that. So, uh, Again, I don't know uh, what's happening with the Celtics. I don't know who they're going to deal with by the deadline. And both Tatum and Brown are involved in a lot of, you know, rumors and speculation. So that might be interesting to watch. Um, I mean, there's probably a good chance they're going to get moved at all. But um, on a more yeah, positive I mean, note, uh-huh. I want to – the one team that I really want to talk about is the Grizzlies, man. They have been such a pleasure to watch this year. The best especially, team in basketball right now. Especially since Thanksgiving. Since Thanksgiving, they've – lost only two games, I think, and they've turned around their season completely. Like, the beginning of the year, they were, like, a bottom five defense, and now I think they're in the top ten, which is incredible. Yeah. Uh, they have so many guys in that team who are just 
good basketball players. Like the, that that's that team's scouting and like the the guys they pick up on like really good contracts. Like they all play really well together. They all play really hard every night. It's and then John Morant's like kind of taking this huge leap, kind of like putting everything together as a point guard. That that's such a fun team to watch, man. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and then yeah, like build off of that, Jaron Jackson Jr. You know he's been doing his thing. Uh, Desmond Bain took another leap. Um, you know he's knocking that three down at a high clip. Um, playing some really good I was games. not expecting him to put up 18 points a game in the second year. Like I yeah, was a right. big, I'm a huge Desmond Bain fan, but I was not I was not anticipating that at all. Yeah. Um that's what Raiders about to do though. That's the TCU products, I'm telling you. It's it's, it's trust the process. At least, at least at least they have one good athlete coming out of that school. Jalen Rager, yeah. But uh it's kind of crazy. They're like 20 and 4 too. Like just to add on like 24 is my last like like on 24, they, they, like out of the last 24, like that's crazy. They just passed the Jazz in the standings. They're third in the West now because the Jazz lost their last two. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. They play tonight, right? Who the Memphis? Yeah. I think they play in Minnesota tonight. That should be. That'll be a good game. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be a what? 11 game win streak if they win tonight. Yep. That's Most longest in their franchise history. That's crazy. Damn, even more like the Marcus Allen Zebo stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, they never won more. I think nine was the record. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that, I've been loving watching this Memphis team. Just like the fact that they've been able to get like guys like Kyle Anderson on really good deals a few years ago. Uh, a lot of people didn't like that Valanciunas for Steven Adams trade, but it, like not saying Adams is better than Valanciunas by any means because he's not, but the fact that they have Steven Adams, a guy who's like not going to take as many shots allowed for so many of their other guys to develop and and take more shots together, like allowed for more flexible lineups and versatile rotations to come off the bench with Brandon Clark playing more uh, Xavier Tillman. And Stephen Adams has actually been a pretty good playmaker this year out of the post and uh, triple handoffs and everything for Ja. He's been a good partner for him, like I, like I thought. Yeah. No, no, that's true too because um... – I mean, yeah, I do agree. I think that obviously JV is a better, I mean, center than Steven Adams. But I mean, I guess just seeing Steven Adams is like his, like his, I guess his presence fits the team more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in terms of like screen setting, he's more of a brick wall than Valentinus was and all of that. And just being that, like that, that, you know, paint and glass presence, I feel like it's definitely helped this team out a lot too. Um, and yeah, like again, like just talk about guys like Anthony Melton and all that. Like it's, it's true. Like there's so many quality players on this team. Um, that you just got to stand up. You just got to sit there and be like, yeah, like you really got to give props to the front office for, you know, like assembling for assembling all these guys together. And um, yeah, Memphis is definitely the best team in basketball right now. There's no question about it. That's awesome. I'm so happy for that team. Yeah. But a few seasons ago, we had the Battle of LA, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard versus LeBron James and Anthony Davis. This season, we have the Battle of L.A., LeBron James and Russell Westbrook versus Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann. And these teams have the same record right now. Aaron, what are your thoughts? Dude, I don't, I don't even know where to start, bro. Like, like when that trade went down, like, all that craziness, where it was, like, Woj and Sham, like, like going back and forth and no one knew what was going on, like – as soon as we got Westbrook, I was like, I already said it before, like season preview episode. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not like hating this or I'm not loving it either. Just want to see what happens. And we're seeing what happens. And it's like, 
it's like I didn't I expected like it not to be smooth, but I didn't expect it to be like this rough. Like we're twenty one and twenty one now, I think. Right. Let's check real quick. Yeah, twenty one and twenty one. Like it's so like there like uh, granted like there's been obviously like you no know, like the the usual COVID protocols and injuries, but even like even with that like even with just seeing like Russ, AD, and LeBron like. It's just our our roster has just like taken such a deep hit, especially like defensively, and you know like the offense. There's no like there's no specific rhythm. It's just watching the team every night. Like it just like it makes me like it's just not exciting. Like it's just so like it's so frustrating to see like how like you know like it's been it's just been rough to watch and you like you've had so many high expectations obviously because it's the Lakers and you know like, you're gonna get all that attention you wouldn't get this much like drama and hate if it was some small market team but since it's the Lakers it, obviously like they have the right the media and everyone has the right to like you know talk all the smack to us because there's been a lot of expectations but just because we are like LA and it's like a high market the everything is magnified and all the mistakes are obviously, you know, like they are really magnified. And it's just huge. It's just, you know, the thing you can hope for now is for obviously AD to come back healthy and stop being, I, I don't know what's, what's happened to AD, like shooting wise, at least. Like if he could actually become aggressive and like himself again, and LeBron, LeBron continues to do what he's doing, which is insane, honestly. Like, it's just, like, at 37, he's averaging, like, 28, 8, and 8. Like, that's, like, incredible, by the way. Like, I, it's, like, that's the only reason that's, like, keeping me sane watching these games is him doing what he does every single night. And there are some bright spots, like Malik Monk, and um, there's not really that many bright spots, but <laughs> Malik Monk and, like, yeah, I, I, I can't even think of it, like, on top of my head. Like, Melo's like Melo, yeah, Melo's been good. Like, there's so many people, like, saying, like, like he he is old, obviously. He's not putting up 20 every night. But, like, especially at the beginning of the season, he's been going off, like, at, like, Staples. Like, going, like, seven threes and, like, five threes the next night. It's, like, insane. Like, and he I will is, say like, this quickly, real quick, Aaron. Bench. I don't want to, like, I don't want to cut you off. I'm just saying. But, like, yeah. I feel like this current version of Melo is, like, the ideal, like, not ideal, yeah. but like one of the better like stretch four molds bull players sure. in the league. You know what I mean? Um, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm happy they got him for that. Yeah, you know it's I mean? crazy because what Melo is doing now is what OKC and Houston were asking him to do a few years ago, but he just refused yeah. to do. Right, exactly. And that would have been perfect for those teams back then, but now for he's sure. kind of bought in here. Yeah, no, it's right. great that he's doing that now. It's just like there's nothing else. Like not enough is happening with the rest of the team. Like mm-hmm. THT has been fairly disappointing like he has his games but like you know like it won't carry on like he'll have his like very dry spells and like Westbrook like he's clean he cleaned up his turnovers the past few games but he just substitutes that with like I I saw it I think the past four games he's been shooting 25 percent from the field and zero percent from three and he hasn't scored 10 like like, the last three games right yeah, mm-hmm. and he's been shooting like two for 13, four for 15. Mm-hmm. Like, you just need, and like, you just need people healthy, get actually get a rhythm. 
and like you know like you just ride the bronze coattail and hopefully everyone that's like all, that's all you could hope for and the trade deadline that's what gives me a little hope but I mean I don't know what THT's value is there is like hope because he's only he's still only 21 years old and he has a lot of upside and like potential still and you know like when the Lakers trade some young star they will obviously find their way so like I, I hope it's the same pattern he's like your only trade chip right now though unfortunately yeah, yeah like I would Kendrick say Monk, but they should not trade him. No, I don't want to trade Monk. It's only like, him and Kendrick Nunn, and like we still have a first rounder. That's like the only like trade package we could really offer anyone. Yeah. The, the one thing I will say about THT is like I guess like the fact that shot creating, like I guess wings are sort of high demand, and the fact that he's young and he's what six five, six six, right? Something like that. That's what, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, like THT can create but, his own shot. He can, like, means he's he not a bad player. But it's just he's not he's not a guy you could put next to LeBron. He's not. He's not right. He's not. Um, yeah, like he uh, needs to be his own his own thing. He definitely. But that's the one thing I will say is because I mean we saw him put like there there was definitely like more consistent stretches out of him last year even with LeBron. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like um, the one thing I will say is I feel like yeah people have been like sort of been too harsh on him, but at the same time like. It's not like he can't do it. It's like it's not like you know he showed that he can't do it. Like he showed again last year, he showed that he could do it with LeBron. It's just that I just don't know why where all that mojo went. You know this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like part of it is like he got paid, but then like you know like now like he's like taking a like a step off. But I don't know. Like I feel like giving that much money to he just turned twenty one. Right. And he's getting like. 60 million dollars like yeah that's insane first of all like first of all i don't think that's a good idea obviously but like second of all like i i don't know like and another thing is that you could have used that money so much more better than like obviously you could have kept caruso and taken given tht less like mm. i doubt he would be like leaving the t- like he did have a market but like i doubt he would be like you know like making a big fuss of like taking 10 million less like you're getting fifty million dollars as a twenty-one year old. Yeah. Like you can't really ask for better than that. Like, yeah, it's I, like, I don't know. You literally had a guy in Caruso on your team who was closing games for you in the playoffs consistently. Yeah, the finals games. Like, yeah. he was closing finals games. Like, well, they started that, was, that, that game six, right? And there was yeah, a blowout. It was a blowout that game. And yeah, that, well, bro, like me and Steve were talking about. Like, he's like. He's like the perfect guy for this Lakers roster. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah that's a. He's the perfect LeBron piece, role player. Like, I don't know why, like, we – I was thinking about this yesterday. Like, I just I just don't know why we blew up that – like, completely blew up that championship yeah. roster. Like, obviously, like, letting, like, Danny Green go was, like, all right, that's fine. You know, like, who else? Like, and now, like, you get rid of, like, KCP. Getting Trez was a mistake. Getting Schroeder was a mistake. Like I don't understand, like why. I mean, I can I can understand the philosophy behind it because you're adding, you know, two six man candidates to an already stacked. Yeah, team. Like, obviously, yeah. like back then, it's it sounded great, but like you just came off a championship, you blew up your roster. Like, why? What's the what's the point of that? Like, In the moment, it's not a. It wasn't a bad idea because you know they just oh came, yeah they just they just came off that uh that long season. They they had yeah. like a really short the shortest break in NBA history. So you figure like you're going after guys like Schroeder and Harrell who can who can, you know, kind of hold down the fort and bench units when LeBron's not, not on the court, yeah, give him some yeah. extended rest. They but, can they can score on their own. 
but then losing that height like that was the that's what they was like they had such a great lineup with like uh, you know like if you ran like lebron uh lebron danny green and then you'd have ad and javale not and dwight played a lot and like markeith like you had such a great like advantage over people and just bully people and then you lost all of that by adding you know, Schroeder obviously wasn't like a bad pick, but you like you got rid of Dwight and JaVale, which was like such a big loss. Like you lose all that height and like athleticism, and then you just get Trez, who who is like an underman, kind of awkward for his position center. Like yeah. it's just it just doesn't work. I, I, I thought about it all the day. Like yeah. No, no, like, the, yeah, the um, again, sorry to cut you off, but, like, last season, like, the one thing I will say is I felt like it was kind of weird just because, like, 80s, uh, you know, weird playing and his injury, and then, you know, LeBron, uh, you know, he was playing good, and then he gets injured, and then they saw the number one defense and all of that. I feel like last season was a bit weird for the Lakers because I feel like they had, a, like, a sturdy roster. It was just that, that short offseason, you know, screwed them and Miami over and just yeah. a whole bunch of other factors, but um, – but, like, I remember me and Steve were saying that. I feel like, look, I feel like, if, look, if they started Caruso at the one and then Weston Matthews at the two and then LeBron and then, I don't know, AD, whatever, at the four and then whoever at the five, and then off the bench they took Shooter. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they – I feel like if they managed it correctly, they would have been better. You know what I mean? Or if they, yeah. if they kept that nucleus and carried that on to this year with three months of rest, like an actual offseason – and, you know, with people ready to go and all of that, and I feel like they tried to run it back with that roster, I feel like, I feel like it probably would have been better. In, like, in the- that's the thing. Like, like you can't, like, you can't just blow up a roster and have three people, like, three people left in the previous year and then expect, like, chemistry to just flow. Like, right. we took, like, the like that championship team, like, that was, like, an outlier because, like, the chemistry on that team was, like, it was like incredible. Like it was like literally a match made in heaven, because you just like formed most of that team from the past off season, and I guess they just decided they could reciprocate that or replicate it in the next season. And obviously, it was not the case. But like now, like especially like LeBron's your main, your main piece. He's thirty seven. Like you just can't. I don't feel like you can't really blow up a roster and expect them to like work. Even though, like, you pick the players, most of the players you, like, want on that roster, like, I just don't know if that's the, the best idea. And now for the future, like, even for the future, like, once LeBron retires, I'm thinking, like, what are we going to do? Like, we have no, like, our draft our draft picks, you know, is kind of, like, dry right now. AD's, like, he's only, like, 28, I think, or 29. But obviously he's going to stay because he signed the max or like the max extension or something. But like, just after LeBron leaves, I just really wonder the direction of what this team would actually like become, because I don't see THT here in five years. Well, that's like, the thing I don't see LeBron team. It's like, you, yeah. once you have a guy like of LeBron's caliber, of course, one of the greatest of all time, you're like an instant contender. It's too cases. dependent. You're too, well, I mean, for good reason, obviously you're, you're too dependent on him, but like, it's like once he leaves the floor, like, no one knows how to play basketball. <laughs> well, the way the it's roster constructed this year, for sure, yeah. Like that's that's why I was so shaky about the beginning of the year because I was like, you look at this Lakers roster, who's closing games for you? You only you only have three reliable players. We have an roster. undrafted rookie who's closing games for us, uh-huh. and which is a good thing and a bad thing. Like just 
I don't know, man. It's um, it's crazy. The one thing still I guess the awkwardness of the whole injury stuff with with Trevor because I feel like when Trevor got back for this like week that he played, I feel like he looked kind of solid. Um, yeah. I feel like Kendrick Nunn could still kind of be helpful for this team whenever he gets back. I think they just got to get some sort of like continuity. And again, with the, what I said about you know last year's roster, I feel like again they just got to figure out a lineup that works. Maybe bring Russ off the bench or something. They still have time to do it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to count them I out. I don't yet. think he's going to be too thrilled about. He, that. he definitely yeah, wouldn't. But, no, he wouldn't. And but, I don't think that that ever be the case either because he's just making way too much money to come off the bench, and I don't think they would actually do that. But but that's but with that being said, though, I mean, because that's what everyone was saying about Kevin Love, and you know, with the whole ego and his contract and shit, and like, we won't pay him to you know come off the bench. But I mean, look, if you get him to buy in and be like, yo, like you haven't been good so far. I mean, not Kevin Love's case, but for Russ Westbrook, I'm saying like you haven't been, you know, that great, that productive, you know, at least like try to do this. You know what I mean? If you want to win a championship, you know, I feel like LeBron, you know, being LeBron, he's got to be like, yo, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's either tone it down a little bit, or, you know what I'm saying? Change something because if, if Russ's current mentality is, oh, I can do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know what I mean? His you gotta- mentality has been pretty poor. Like, have you seen those post-game conferences? Like, yeah. That's pissed me off. Right. That's, that's that's what I was saying at the beginning of the season. It's like I know Russ is the type of player who it's like he needs everything to kind of go his way or he's not going to buy in. And so far, he hasn't really done that with the Lakers. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And it's, like I said, it's kind of disappointing to see um, just because, again, like the one thing I will say that that Rockets, when he was at the Rockets, and like how he just transformed his game like halfway through the season and then he just – fit so perfect with Harden. Well the, the reason for that is because they kind of they kind of transferred over to build that team more so to cater him than than Harden. Than Harden with like yeah. the whole small ball thing because that, that opened up so many driving lanes for him with Capella not there anymore. Yeah. They had so many more shooters from the kick out to with the Lakers and with LeBron and AD you're not gonna you're not gonna have that luxury. Right. No but I'm saying but at least there was like an element of like a like of him buying in and trying to like mesh with Harden though. You know what I mean? Like just seeing that kind of gave me hope. I mean like I said I he probably still do it. You know what I mean? Considering like, you know, it's LeBron. That's a whole different tier of a of like a of a presence, I guess. But I don't know. They just gotta. It, like I know, like I know with AD out and everything, like it hasn't looked very good, especially on the defensive end. But it's like even when he was there, it, there were still so many issues with, with like effort and for a player of his caliber, like he shouldn't be shooting that poorly on jump shots. Like it's it's just extreme. It's like an extreme problem this season. So when he comes back, he needs to like kind of figure everything out and kind of like try to get back to that level yeah. he was on in, in the bubble. There's it's so annoying because there's so many games that we could have easily won that will definitely come back to bite us like at the end of the season with like seeding and stuff. Like we could have easily won like at least eight games just thinking about it off of like Easy, easy, winnable game where we just didn't win, and that would make such a difference right now. We could be competing for like top three seeds, but now because of just like those, both of those Thunder games, the Rockets we lost to, we lost to the Wolves, like all these, like these teams are such winnable games. Like it's just a mess. It's gonna come back to bite us. We have a tough schedule coming up, so it's gonna like all you can do is just wait and hope that they actually get it together it's like i'm kind of sick of saying because oh they're probably going to get it together after coming off such a rough loss and they just make it worse somehow 
it's definitely not a deal that LeBron is has to put in so much effort night in a night night in night out basis at 38 years old to keep this team afloat. Right, because yeah, like, it's fun for us remember. because it's fun watching it, but like oh, for not sure. for his like yeah, right. body or anything. Right. No, that's what I'm saying too. Because at this point, you know, the whole plan was this is this is the point where AD supposed to take over and you know be the guy, and it was supposed to be like LeBron's more so the second guy right now, all that. But I mean, so far yeah. it hasn't. You know, the whole point is, you know what I mean. But I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, for me as a LeBron fan, I guess it's great seeing this, and it's fun to play um, as him at center at all, and um. And also team up, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know who said it, but they are a win streak away from him being MVP. Honestly, it do like it's like incredible. Like not even like bringing up his age, like because like everyone like brings up his age, like he's thirty six, so he should be in the MVP voting. But like even if he was like twenty five and he's still doing this, like it's ridiculous. Like yeah. he, like I know, obviously, like. The MVP like voting like there's so many more players now like DeRozan, Jokic, uh, Giannis and Steph and stuff, Jared Allen, uh, Kevin Pangos. Uh, but like, dude, I I honestly think like they are a win streak away from him being like in that in that top five ish top three voting for MVP. Like it's ridiculous what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I think he's had like thirty plus in the like the last nine of ten games. No, yeah, since Christmas, I saw it. Was, he's averaging, like, what, 34, 35 points per game or something like that? Ridiculous. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think so. Shooting, what, 50% from the field and, like, 40% from three, something like that. Some crazy stuff. LeBron is another another beast. But different animal. Yeah. Before we move on to our next segment, I just wanted to ask one more question. So, I've seen, like, a lot of posts on, like, social media recently saying that, like, Trying, trying to like kind of put together like tier lists basically of like which teams are in, are like the among the elite in the NBA. So what I wanted to ask you guys like, which teams as of right now would you have listed as like your contenders in each conference, and also like kind of like what's your definition of a contender? Um, wait, all the teams I think are contenders, or like a top three or whatever. Like which teams and like just all just name all the teams you think would be like contenders. Uh, I feel like my definition of a contender first would just be if everyone on that team is healthy and they're playing the way they are right now this season, like barring any injuries. Okay, yeah. So, like that's how I, that's yeah. kind of like how I would think. Like full, your team is like at full strength. Yeah. Which which team has is like has all the pieces necessary to make a push through the whole postseason and you know kind of compete for the championship in the end. Right, no, I agree. Like that, and then like like looking at their depth, and just like you put them in a playoff situation. Uh, I like, mean, for the East, I'd say it's kind of cliche, but top four right now: Milwaukee, Sh- Chicago. Like, obviously, they're playing great right now, but like that team doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. Just looking at the roster and stuff, so like it'll kind of be interesting to see like how it works out. But like, obviously, Milwaukee. Obviously, Brooklyn, Chicago, and, like, Miami, like, if they do get healthy. But in this case, if everyone's healthy and playing the way they are, then I think Miami, the East. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for me, me, in the East, at least, I have three contenders. I have Brooklyn, I have Milwaukee, and I have Miami. I was going to say that, yeah. 
I'm just not quite ready to put Chicago on that tier yet. Like they're right underneath right now because they're playing yeah. amazing this season. Everything they've they've come. Like I was not expecting that team to be as good as they are defensively. But yeah, yeah they made strides on both ends. Like DeRozan's kind of having this resurgence year. Levine's still doing the same thing last year with plus everything else that they've added. So they've been really impressive. But in a postseason series against a team like Milwaukee. Who's stop? Who on Chicago is stopping like someone like Giannis? Giannis. Uh, Derrick Jones Jr. Who on Who on Chicago is stopping someone like Embiid? Caruso. Like yeah, I, it's just I don't, like, I don't think they're lack, I don't think they're built for the playoffs just yet. Yeah, it's yeah. a lack of playoff experience that just kind of gives me a iffy vibe. That's really the only thing, honestly. Yeah, because they are talented and like they are on a great run right now, and yeah. I don't know. You just got to see how say, it works. The one thing I will say is, like, uh, I, mean, I really do like the Bulls. Like, it's just Vucevic at center. It's not really doing much for me. I don't know. Um, I mean, the way that this team's constructed, I mean, so far, I mean, it's I mean, not many problems. But I feel like in the playoffs, like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Something about it, bro. Um, but, no, I agree. Like, in general, like, I feel like, yeah, my top three is definitely, yeah, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and, uh, and Miami. Um uh, shit, I mean, if we had, you know, our, our team healthy, I mean, I'd put the Cuban Cavaliers up there, but... Uh, I, can, uh, I can see the Cavs giving the Bulls a run for their money, to be honest, too. Like, I think that would be, be a good series. Yeah. I think, not saying the Cavs would win, but I think that would be a good series. Yeah, that's true. It's just Vooch. I feel like Vooch is the big issue here. Not that, not that he's a bad player by any means, but, you know, on offense, of course, you expect him to take a step back this year. But there's some games, like, when he's on, he's on. Like, he's making everything. Like, he could take over. But when he's not on, he's, terrible. he's been so inefficient it's this year. terrible, dude. He it doesn't really – like, on defense, he's he, – I could tell this year he's gotten better, like, one-on-one in the post. Yeah. Like, he, he can size up with, like, the bigger guys. But, like, in, a, in like, set offenses, like, pick and roll, like, if you, you can't ask him to, like, step out into the perimeter at all, it's like – that. It's it's been a glaring issue for them. He's still a turnstile, yeah, and no, and no, that's a great point too. Because I remember, yeah, there are games where if he's off, dude, he'll he'll keep shooting too. You know what I mean? It's not like, bro, bro, my man is trigger happy. It's hilarious. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't know how he is as a playoff center. Like, it's it's going to be interesting to watch, man. I don't know, um, but I mean, I guess for the West, um, my top three um, would, I mean, I guess admittedly so. I guess Golden State. Um, which I guess is like the, the obvious choice, and then I guess Phoenix again, and Utah's not really doing it for me. Um, honestly, I don't think any other team's really doing it for me apart from those two, really. Um, I, don't I was think thinking Memphis that. Is, I don't think Memphis is a championship contender. I saw ESPN did that. I don't think they're a finals contender. I wouldn't put Memphis there yet either. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think they're on the same. I think Memphis is on the same tier as Chicago. Chicago, like, yeah, like, right. Yeah, I like I that. that. I like that. Yeah. I, I would say I'm hesitant uh, yeah. to put the Lakers up there still too, just because of everything, all the issues they had. Like it, you can't, they can't go unnoticed. I would, I don't know. Trust me, as a LeBron fan, I want to put you know the Lakers up there, but I mean, but yeah, right now it's yeah, I just got to see what they do after the deadline and all that. But yeah, I, I would personally still, have you. I think I would have Utah on that top level also, just because I feel like Donovan Mitchell has taken another step this year, like mm-hmm. as just like an all as like a leader on the offensive mm-hmm. end, like. I feel like his usage percentage has been up a lot, and he's been pretty efficient still. He's doing his thing. Like, I, I've really liked what I've seen from him this year. 
And then, of course, I still like Mike Conley. Gobert still doing Gobert things. And to be honest, I feel like he got I feel like he got too much hate for for uh, last year. Like, it's not he, he can step out in the perimeter. He's definitely gotten better in the last few years, like at guarding guys in the perimeter. But with the way they run their their defensive scheme, it's just him inside, and then just a bunch of like mid perimeter yeah, defenders. Yeah, that's so it's like you you can't always trust the other four right. guys to make the right rotations on the perimeter. So that like that's their responsibility to cover that. The, that corner that where Terrence Mann was put on 39 points. Uh-huh. And again, again, Lamar Stevens going off. I mean, again, Lamar has a nice bag, but bro, you see literally, I mean, it gets Pistons last night too. I mean, like, yeah, you have no good bear. You're literally, it's all fall apart. You know what I mean? Like they have nothing on the defensive end. And I think just seeing that is crazy. I remember I went to the, the jazz subreddit and they were just saying how like all, I remember the one guy commented, it was a whole list of players. Like ever since Gobert went out, that did like some career, you know, high like numbers and stuff. And this is like, mm-hmm. bro, that's 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 kind of worrying as a fan of, of Utah. Like, so you know like, what I mean? I'm hesitant to put them there. I think I would have them there with those other teams, just because I, you know, they've consistently every year they've been among the elite in the West. Like their offenses, they run like a flawless offense in right. like today's standards. Yeah, like their offense is so far ahead of everyone else, and their defense is also really good. But it's like. Just in the in a playoff setting, they gotta like. It's, I don't think it's a personnel issue. I think it's a scheme issue, and I feel like they gotta fix that. No, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. also, just real quick, like Dallas has not really been doing it for me this year. Just, yeah. I don't really like what kids been doing with that team. Like they had like such an efficient offense in the past, and now just everything he's he's like making Dorian Finney-Smith like handle the ball sometimes and take mid-range shots. It's like I don't understand what he's doing. Yeah. Jalen Brunson's been a really bright spot. Porzingis has been noticeably better this year too. Yep. But they're still like they're like they're they're fifth right now, but it's like it doesn't they don't they don't when you're watching them, they don't seem like they're better than they were last year. Yeah. From the best offense ever to whatever is going on now. Um but before I guess we move on, I mean Steve, I don't know if you want to talk about the, the Nuggets who you were right about. I guess I don't know. I mean I, I guess I was right about them, but it's like it's not like the Porter injury is obviously unfortunate, but you know, you kind of had to see it coming with like his history and everything. Like, no, yeah, right. Like, I was, I was defending, I was defending the contract before, like when we had that whole episode where when he got the extension, I know you guys were both against it. Yeah. And I've kind of like, I'm more so on your side now, not just because of the injury, but like, I feel like I should have saw it before too, with like his whole injury history, like the whole right. multiple back surgeries. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'd, I would have been willing to, you know, commit to that for, for like a long-term max contract like they did, no matter how like bright he was that that playoff series and everything. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like again, like you know, shot creating big wings are obviously the premium now. But I mean, coming into the draft, he had an old man body. You know what I mean? So uh, I was just kind of surprised that they kind of just threw it at him. You know what I mean? If 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 you know if he managed to stay like you know relatively healthy with like a couple of all star selections or some shit, like yeah, go ahead. But like just just seeing how like. You know what I mean? Like, even before, again, before the NBA, like, even before college, like, he's just been riddled with injuries. And they were kind of, like, uncharacteristic, like, uncommon injuries, too, which should sort of give you, like, you know what I mean? A little bit of, I don't know, like, paranoia, I guess. But, I mean, they just did it anyway. Um, but especially a team like Denver, you were, you know, not the, not the biggest market. So, like, you know, managing your 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 money is, is a bit more important. Um, but... 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought they'd be better than what they've done. With so Jamal far Murray, year. also obviously that's like a bigger thing, like his health. Like it's, I don't think he'll be back this season, right? So there's like, a, there's like a chance he comes near the end, but like I don't, I, it's pretty yeah. like. But how effective would he be? Is the question. Yeah, that's like lot, the Kawhi, well, this, that's well, like no matter no matter how he plays, honestly, this, I feel like he he would instantly like boost your team with like their guard rotation, like yeah. like Monte Morris has been pretty awesome this year. Like I really mm-hmm. like what I've seen from him. He's, been nice. he's kind of taking like he's kind of taking a step forward, and he's doing what he's done in his role. But other than that, like I don't know, Aaron Gordon hasn't really taken much of a step. Like I, I he still does what he needs to, and he's still good in in like next to Jokic in the role that he plays. But he he's not like a guy that you're going to expect to take a leap or anything like that at this point in his career. Right. No, you know, true. Will Barton is Will Barton. There's yeah, they don't really have much else going on. Yeah. Jokic, it, it's a shame too because Jokic is having like a, another historic season, like. You can you can you can compare this season to his MVP of the season last year, but he just doesn't have much help. He's going he's been going off this year, bro. It's crazy. He is putting up like all sorts of numbers. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah, like that's kind of crazy. Like he, he like in all the advanced numbers, he's like breaking all like the, he's like breaking all the records for like PER and stuff like that and everything. That's like it's ridiculous. Yo, I have a question for you guys. Uh, what's better scouting? Uh, the Nuggets getting him in the second round or? Uh, your my players team and took a eighteen picking up from a, a street ball competition. <laughs> I would and definitely say uh, two eighteen being MVP, defense player of the year, rookie of the year in the same year. <laughs> Everywhere you go, it's the championship. And then championship season. And then you can influence uh, all the free agents and trade decisions. Yeah, some random homeless guy at the park did all this. <laughs> but for real though, the best uh, the best decision ever made by any agent in history is when Dom Pagnotti chose you over Dom Pagnotti Jr. to represent you in the draft. Ooh, that's so betraying, like, if you think about it. Ben, see your dad be like, nah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the Plainview Bull- Bulldogs, me and Pagnotti Jr., we were a good duo uh, before Vic Van Leer killed himself in a car accident. But, um... Boski, uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Do we have time for that? Uh, that quiz, I was gonna say I think we should save the All Star ballot reaction until next episode when we do the, our own All Star ballots. I bet. I feel yeah. like we can, they can kind of like go together that way. Yeah. So do we want to move into our little game that we have? Yes. Ooh, like saws. Sure. 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 <laughs> All right. So we're going to have a quick little battle of NBA wits between Christy and Aaron. I'm going to be asking them some questions and we're going to be keeping a score to see who the real NBA fan is and who the L ratio NFL fan is. Oh, how does this work? Like, do we just both answer or whoever answers first? So as we go along, I'll, 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 you'll kind of understand. Well, we have a so, race. We have a raise hands functionary. On Zoom. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So I'm just kind of going off of like NBA.com basketball reference stats and everything like that. I'm just going to kind of look around and ask you guys some questions, see how much you've been keeping up with the NBA this year. So first of all, like I was saying earlier, I was going to do like a category type thing for a few of them. So for this first one, just take turns. And I want to see how many of the top 10 offensive rating teams you can name. Offensive rating? Yeah. So like who I'll give you guys each, like you guys can each have three votes. And if you and if one of the teams you say is in the top ten, then you get a point. How about we do it like that? All right, cool. I'm down. So, Christy, you go first. Do I just say all three now, or no, just one? Back and forth. All right. Well, yeah. I'm gonna 
with the first pick, I'm taking Golden State. Golden State. I was gonna say that. Well, uh, Golden State is not a top ten offensive team. What? Wait, are you serious? I'm serious. They they like recently they have not been putting up many points, so they've kind of dropped down. No, they they're, haven't they're, been. But okay, they're, they're, they're actually they're actually twelfth. Their defense is actually what's been keeping them like afloat all season. Well, not number afloat, one though, right? obviously elite, but yeah, 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 know that. Yeah, okay, my fault. My yeah, fault. actually, they are not a top ten offensive team. Well, plus ratio for me, then I guess. Aaron, I'll say Brooklyn. Top Brooklyn 10? Nets are number eight. Yes, so you get a point. Mm. Can you guys nice. keep track of your points? Nice. All right, all right. Uh, so is it Christy or is it Christy, you go it, again. Make it, take it. No. <laughs> Back and uh, forth. Utah. Utah's number one. Yeah. So that's a point for you. Yeah. Aaron. Um. Uh, Chicago. Chicago is number three. Did yeah, really? So. Yep, they're number three. I would three. think so. That's interesting. Uh, right, your last one for this question. Atlanta. Atlanta Hawks are number five. Yes. They're number yeah. five offensive. Like Twelfth in the East. <laughs> Stupid. So that just tells you about the other end. <laughs> oh my god, dude! All right, so I have one more. You have one more. Uh, did we say so far? Warriors. Bulls, Warriors, Bulls, Jazz, Hawks, and Nets. Yeah. You said Bulls, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to say Memphis. Memphis is number four. Yes. Okay, I think so. I would. All right. I remember they dropped like one fifty three against the Thunder. Yeah. You remember? (laughs) That was that that game was ridiculous. I actually watched like almost that whole game. That was terrible. Yeah. That's true. All right. All but right. so after the first question, we're going to do five questions. After the first question, Aaron, you have three. Christy, you have two. Uh, the other, the other top ten teams. Number two is Charlotte. Uh, number wow. six. Number six is Miami, which I thought was really surprising. Damn! Wow! Wait! Wow! Max Drews got that carry job. Bro. Max Drews, Gabe Vincent, uh, Caleb Martin. They've been holding down the fort there. Yeah. <laughs> and then Milwaukee was seventh, Phoenix ninth, and Toronto was tenth. Really? Mm-hmm. Toronto's 10? Yeah, Toronto has been up there. Dude, what? That, bro, that's crazy, bro. Granted, a lot of these teams are like within like a few points of each other. Well, not points, but like tenths of a point. But no, yeah. It's still kind of crazy that they're that high compared to their like they're, they're above like the Warriors and the Blazers. Like offense teams you would think of like pretty good offensively. Damn, I'm really surprised. I'm, yeah, that's crazy. What the that's crazy. Wait, but who's who was last though? Oh, uh, last in offensive rating is uh, Detroit Pistons. Oh, good. Not surprised. Yeah. Detroit, OKC, no, no. Orlando, like, you know, the teams you'd expect. Yeah. Jesus. Speaking uh, of Orlando, I mean, wait, like, quick thing. Do you guys see my, my snap story? That score? Yeah. Yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> that was like 80 to 17 at halftime. Yeah, something like that, bro. Oh, my gosh, dude. What was the shooting percentage of that game, dude? Dude, I don't know. I, I, I had to check, honestly. That, that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Like, I don't even know what that was, bro. That was insane. But, yeah. Don't switch- about 100 points. <laughs> Switching it up. Uh, we'll do the same concept here, three three each, but we'll do defensive rating this time. We'll go okay. Aaron first this time. Oh, we talked about this before, actually. Uh, defensive rating. 
Milwaukee. Milwaukee is eighth, so that's a point. Okay. We're doing top ten, right? Yeah, top ten. Yeah. Um, all right, well, Golden State. Golden State's number one. They allow one hundred two points per game. That's the best defense. That's the same. Damn. Uh, Chicago. Chicago is no longer in the. T- they were in the top ten, but now they're twelfth. Oh my! They were gosh. for a while. Really? Yeah. Well, Steve, I think you know what my next yeah. pick is going to be. I think I know too. Uh, the big Dills from the city of Cleveland. Yes, sir. Cleveland Cavaliers number three in defensive rating. Yeah, I forgot we slipped like a spot. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Aaron, Wait, what are they now? Best, what are the Cavs? They're number three. I mean, we're they're number two. They allow 104.8. Bro, we, no. when, uh, when Isaac was playing, I think I think our like our net defensive rating or something like that was like it was like 95 or something. It was some crazy ass number, bro. That's crazy. Two weeks, yeah. Some crazy ass shit. But yeah. Uh did we say Memphis? Uh we did not say it yet, but they are now ninth. Yes, so you you have a point for them. They're ninth. Oh, all right. Yeah, they, dude. They were the beginning of the season. They were bottom. They were bottom five, and then yeah, they just made ever since Thanksgiving, team. this whole like this whole win streak, they have turned it up on that side a lot. Yeah, I felt like after winning like that huge amount of games, that they would probably be up there. At this point. Yeah. And now, Christy, your last guess for this round. Hmm. If I just said fucking inside Atlanta, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, bro, <don't> <laughs> um, damn, who do I want to say for this? Um, I feel like I knew who the team was that was who, that was now number two, but uh, hmm. All right, you know I'm going to limb. I'm not going to limb. Oh, shit, I really want. Okay, I really wanted to say Washington, but because I, I know they kind of fell off recently. But, um, uh, Miami, Miami Heat are number six, so you get a point. All right, but yeah, it's lucky you did not say Washington because they are twenty second now. Oh my god, dude, they fell off. They bro. started oh, off goodness. really. They started off really good in the beginning of the year. Yeah, and then they just went back to their old habits after a while. Damn! I, oh my gosh! That's yeah. what I was saying. Like. I want, like, I remember when we were supposed to do, we were going to do the podcast at the beginning of the year, but then, like, you know, everything kind of fell through. Yeah. I, I, I had my whole script ready for this, and I had the, I was going to talk about Washington and Wes Unsell Jr. and his defensive scheme. Yeah. And then I was, then this episode, I was like, yeah, no, I can't really talk about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ratio. ratio of the defensive scheme, that's a little They're on a three-point scheme now. But, yeah, three, for that three, round, yeah. Christy, you get three, Aaron, you get two. So, what are you, tied at five now? Yeah. All right. Well, the other, the other top ten teams were Phoenix at two. And the Clippers at four. Phoenix at two. I'm a dickhead. Oh. Clip- I was going to say Clippers. I was going to say Clippers, but I, I want to play it safe. Okay. Boston's five. Oh. You might be surprised about this one, but I've kind of noticed it watching some of their games. But Dallas is now seventh. Okay. And then Minnesota's tenth. We kind of talked about that. On I was going to say Minnesota, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dallas is sort of surprising. Uh, is it? I don't know. I don't know. Boom. Oh, uh, yeah. If if you thought if you think about their their like roster construction, you'd find it surprising. But oh yeah, right, right. The way they've like I said, Porzingis has been really good this year, actually. Yeah, no, no, for sure, Porzingis definitely stepped up a lot more. But yeah, all right. Similar format again, but this time we're we're going players, and we're going to do three pointers made per. Who we do? Yeah, we'll do three pointers made per game. We'll how about that? Since 
I was going to do three point percentage, but me and Christy kind of were like talking about that before the before the yeah, started. So it would have kind of been cheated. But we'll go three pointers made per game. Who which players make the most threes? You wait per game or total per game. Per, but it's not like attempted. Players, well, like right? if if they're attempting a lot, obviously they're probably going to make a lot also. But this is for some up players, right? For players, uh, Gardner Mylotta. Gardner. Mylotta. <laughs> uh, Chris, you go first this time since Aaron was first last time. Three point makes. Obviously, there's you know a few obvious answers. All right, well, yeah. I'm gonna go safe here and not choose Steph. I'm gonna go with PJ Tucker. That is incorrect. Oh, <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you say like that? Is a okay. I told you. I, to- I told you he was leading in percentage, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily taking a lot. Like PJ yeah. Tucker, right, but I thought he'd be shooting punch. a lot of quarter threes and shit. That's crazy. What the, are you serious? <laughs> no, I thought no. Not. I thought he'd be like like ninth or tenth or something. Like I thought he'd be like. No, like me, I'm actually gonna look for him right now. I'll tell you where he is. Damn, all right, damn. I really feel fucked up, didn't I? I was gonna say like I was gonna say like not do Steph Curry, but I thought he'd be at least like ninth or tenth or something. All right. Well, I went through the top seventy-five, and he's not there. So I'm just gonna what? Say that. God. Dude, no way. Are you serious? <laughs> It's just an empty stat at this point. That's well, yeah, insane. Three point percentage. PJ Tucker is making one point four threes per game. So, dude, I swear, like, bro, all the games that we played against Miami, he had like four corner threes. Then I was watching them against that Milwaukee game, he had like three or four corner threes or two. I was like, bro, damn, that's crazy. I'm really a yeah, oh, but he's shooting forty six percent. So, damn, that's crazy. But Aaron, forty six. Uh, no, I thought I was just the, like a recent stretch or whatever. I didn't know, like, yeah, my fault. I'm I'll take do. the free point. Give me Iguodala. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. I'll take Steph. <laughs> uh, yes, Steph Curry is number, number one. He is hitting five threes per game. Five. Just for – I was going to ask you just for reference, like, what is number one? Like, obviously, Steph's number one, but what's his rate? Five is pretty crazy. His shooting percentage? No, no. I'm talking about, like – just compared to everyone else, like what, oh, well, what does he number, set the bar? Steph, at? Is, Steph is number one at five, and then number two, I'm not gonna say the person, Buddy but Hill. they're they're three point eight. Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill is number three. He's at three point five. Okay, well, I'll take the point, but I don't know who number. Oh, Laurie Price. Well, Aaron's Laurie Morgan. You might be surprised no. by it, but I don't. It makes sense. Um, I actually know. I don't know if he's top five or anything, but. Just off of fantasy, I've seen – I'll take Fred Van Vliet because I know he has to be up there. He's number two. Damn, uh, really? Yeah, because uh, – yeah, I've been looking at, like, uh, he's on my fantasy team. He's been putting up, like, crazy numbers. Like, mm-hmm. no, he's yeah, pretty yeah. going. So, like, save it for next that. episode, but my all-star ballot may or may not include uh, a certain Toronto Raptors guard. Oh, uh, Malachi Flynn? Yes. <laughs> Is Watson Abbe a guard? Forward. No, let's go forward. Uh, uh, oh, Delano Benson, right? Yep, that was my pick. Oh, there we go. But uh, Christy, is this your second or third? third. This is your third, right? Yeah, third. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Lamar Stevens. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> give me uh, hmm, who do I want to say? Nice and juicy. Um, Popovich. 
You know what? I just want to ask. I just want to say this name. Actually, no, I could probably just ask it later. Never mind. Okay, you know what? Who 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 should I say? Who should I say? Um, Dylan Windler. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, shit, man. Um, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Kobe here. Uh, Max Struess. Max Struess is not in the top ten. What, bro? No, hold on. Are you serious? Max Struess is twenty sixth. Damn, you really yeah. screwed yourself with the PJ Tucker thing. No, I really did. I, I I appreciate the Miami Heat love though, <laughs> bro. No, listen, because I bro, I literally thought like, because bro, like I said, he shoots like a healthy amount of corner threes. Right? He does. Like, I yeah. like. I could see why you would say it. Like that's crazy. Just, it's just like I don't know. I would. I probably would have tried to stay away from a lot of the role, the more role players, unless they're like yeah. known so for wait, only taking threes. Can you see how much Max Drews makes per game? What is his number? Yeah, he is uh, two point six. Which is only point yeah, four a, behind number. Which a, is only point four behind number ten. But that's how. Yeah, close that's a big drop off. Yeah. Uh, so I have one more, right? You have one more. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of just people who are just like their main thing is just to shoot, like Buddy Hield type player, but like, uh. Let me see. How about like I'm trying to think of the top teams? Like maybe someone from U, like Utah, maybe, but I don't really trust that. Hmm. Oh, um, Todd Horror. Pat, how about Patty Mills? Does he doesn't he still start? Patty Mills is number six. That's a good pick. Yeah, because yeah, uh, he's three point two. Yeah, all he does is shoot. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not. Wait, yo, I'm is Kevin Love on there? Kevin Love is probably. Somewhere. Oh, is, is Malik he's number Monk twenty-seven, there? right behind Max Drews. Oh. Where's Where's Malik, Malik Monk? Monk? Yeah. Malik Monk is. Uh, fifty. Kind of. Oh, never mind. I, I said I'd be kind of surprised if he's not top 50, but he's 50. Kind yeah. of crazy. But he's kind of like inconsistent, but like not really. Wait, wait, is Jordan Poole on Sometimes. there? Jordan Poole is not top 10. How about Bielitsa? No. Damn, bro. So, I mean, Patty Mills is a good pick, though. I was, I was thinking about, like, I was pick. thinking about, um, uh, it's just like, yeah, like people who are just, so it's just like, shoot. you're thinking of like more so. Well, not when I would like Jordan Poole, but like you, Christy, you were thinking of a lot of like percentage guys, yeah, who just yeah. like don't shoot as much, but they're yeah. still like elite shooters. But like, so I'll tell you the other top 10. So, number four behind Curry, Van Vliet, and Heald, number four is actually Anthony Edwards, he makes 3.3 a game, and then, I can see that. And then five, is, five is Donovan Mitchell, seven, yeah, I was thinking from some of the guys, six yeah. is Patty Mills, seven is Dame. Dame? Yeah, he just takes a lot, but he's shooting 32%. Yeah. And then eight is Lonzo. I was thinking Lonzo probably. He's, he's been I shooting was, the like, lights out this year. If Lonzo could do yeah. it, then why can't Ben? Number nine is Duncan Robinson, right. even though he's shooting really bad, but he only takes threes, so it makes sense. See, that, because that's what I'm saying. If you were talking about Miami Heat member was on the top ten, I would not say Duncan, because I know he hasn't had a really good season so far, and I would have said Max Drews. <laughs> He just he just takes he just takes the highest volume in the league behind Curry. 
Yeah, that's how much how much did he get paid? Duncan. Duncan. I think sixteen yeah. or eighteen. They don't... Like a year or yeah, yeah annually. Duncan Robinson. Kind of a lot. And then number ten is Desmond Bain. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm, oh, I'm a dickhead, bro. I was looking. Oh. Isn't he like top percentage or something too? Yep, he's forty three percent. I'm so stupid, out, bro. I, I saw like a, doesn't mean to. I'm so, I I'm saw so an Instagram post something a couple of days ago about that. Damn, mm-hmm. bro. So I guess I'm the Mickey Mouse NFL fan. You are. We now still have two have more rounds. We still have two more rounds. Aaron has. Oh. How, how many points you get that run, Aaron? You got three, right? I got all three. And Christy got one, so that means Aaron's at eight. And Christy's at six, I think. Oh, my fault. Yeah, eight. Yeah. All right, this time we'll go overall field goal percentage. So think big men. Oh, I know this one. This one should be pretty easy. Uh Jared Allen. Hey, who said you got first pick? That's not what we're doing. No, who had first pick last time? Did Christy have first pick? No, it wasn't. Yeah, and you chose PJ Tucker. Okay, well, um, Aaron, your well, turn. I'll give you a free <laughs> Your pick is voided. Jared Allen. Uh, correct. <laughs> he was number two at 70%. Wait, what is Jared Allen shooting? 70%. Oh, okay, okay. All right. It's crazy because apparently Jared's going to be – if you finish the season right now, then – the season ended right now, Aaron, like you like to say, then he would pass yeah. both <laughs> at the highest points per game, at the highest field goal percentage. It's pretty insane, but – um, Christy, you're up. Uh, Andre Drummond. No, it's gonna. Um, <laughs> she. Oh, I know one. I think about some random ass big men, bro. Uh, just think of like, just think of like traditional centers, like got like centers who don't really like take many shots outside the paint. Hmm. What do I want to say? I saw this list recently too. I don't know why I'm struggling. Um. I want to see him. Nah. Should I? Nah. Should I? Nah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh. Okay, I have two names right now, and I'm, I don't really feel confident either. But I'm going to go with the more safer one, I guess. And no, 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 I can't, I can't. Uh, no. So I'm brown to make up. So you better be a good answer. No, I know. Oh man. Uh, 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 You're leaving our viewers in suspense. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna do another Kobe. Actually, it's not really a Kobe, but like, just think about a shot diet now. I'm kind of less confident, but I'm gonna say JV. Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah. Jared Vanderbilt. He is number nineteen. No. <laughs> He's shooting 52%. That's crazy. Damn, bro. that's 20% less, too. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just because he takes a higher volume of shots, also. That's probably. what I'm saying. It's three point percentage and shit. Oh, yeah. man. It's my fault. All right. Aaron. Uh, is DeAndre Ayton there? DeAndre Ayton is number six. I'll get you going with the safer so. picks, Aaron. All right. <laughs> it's because he shot like, you know, eight, like 82 for 84 in the Lakers <laughs> series last year. Didn't miss at all. So I would suspect he's still on the same thing right yeah. now. No. Uh, shit, bro. Uh, you know what? Maybe. Nah. Wait, maybe. There, there's one like glaringly obvious one. 
Who's number one? Wasn't that, wasn't that Jared? No, he's number two. Oh, Jared's at, oh, so Jared's at seven. Who's number one? What is he shooting? 70.6%. Damn, right, right at the fucking – oh, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Mm, Davis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, Davis. Dude, I'm, I'm literally thinking out of these traditional centers. I have one name, but I don't know if that's risky or not. Shit, man. How about I give a hint? What? what so it? there's four players who have not been named yet, and two of them and two – like, there's two pairs of players who are both on the same team. Mm. Two pairs of players on the same team. So there's like a starter in his backup and then another starter in his backup that have all not been named yet. Mm. Well, it's your move, Chrissy. <laughs> not mine. I'm kind of safe right now. I think I know who I think I know who it might be. Uh JaVale McGee. Correct. Well, I oh wait, I, I, meant to, I meant to say that I didn't mean to say that they were all not picked because Aiden was picked, but yeah, Javel yeah. was one of them. All right. Javel was fourth. A uh, fourth. So it's not even number one. No. Down to Jordan there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. And practice. He's the all-time leader, I'm pretty sure. That's yeah, crazy that's to think about. But like literally all he does dunk, so uh is so it, it, I'm just looking. I'm just a checklist of the top centers. I doubt it's, I doubt it's like Jokic or Embiid because they take jump shots too. I will tell uh, you this. Uh-huh. Actually, never mind. Never mind. I'm not saying anything. No one. No one. Can't be Jokic or Embiid. Uh, looking at the top top. Uh, is this cheating, Aaron? This could be cheating. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to go off the dome, Aaron. All right. What do you mean? I'm going off the dome. You're looking at a list of centers, though. I'm not looking at a list of centers. Oh, you're thinking of them. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you had it pulled up or something. I was like, about to say. No, I'm, I'm just sitting here. <laughs> Seems uh, like an NFL fan move, if you ask me. <laughs> what? Cheating. Oh. Deflate gate. Oh, I was. Uh, Floor space or trivia gate? <laughs> uh, Rudy? Number one. Because all he does is just... Huh? Number one, Rudy Gobert. I thought, I thought that was pretty obvious. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I would think so. Because he doesn't... He's All he does is just take inside shots. Mm-hmm. Can't really shoot. Okay. Well, yeah, he's doing guy above Jarrett. That's um, another three for three for me? I think was that three? I don't remember. Yeah, because you got Jared yeah. Allen, DeAndre, and then Gobert. Oh yeah. No, no, I did Jared. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, wait, Jared. No, that's voided. That's he voided. stole your Jared. I forgot about that. I'm retarded. Uh wait, where's is Darren Gilford on there? Yeah, you're going to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, that I'm retarded? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll set it twice. Uh wait, is Gafford on there? Is who? Gafford. Daniel Gafford, number three. But yes. Okay. Daniel Gafford is correct. So, Christy, two points. Aaron, three. Oh, we're uh, counting that? Oh. 
I'm not oh, yeah, that one first, right? That was your third one. Yeah, that's my third one. No, I just wanted to see because I, I don't know if you're ending the round or some shit. I don't know. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Aaron now has 12, I think. So Aaron has 12. Christy has like what eight? Eight, I think. Yeah. So oh, it's, no, impossible. I have 11. it's impossible oh, yeah, for Christy to win. Unless we I have, have 11. Oh, you have 11? Okay. So yeah. 11 to so 8. So I'd have to get every single one wrong. Because <laughs> you would have to get every single all right. one right. All, all right, Aaron. You got you to gotta listen to my recommendations for answers. Okay. All right. All right. How about this? It's been a pretty, it's been a health and safety protocol riddled season. So we'll go something a little simple. Well, this is probably going to be one of the harder ones here. Games played. Top 10 leaders in games played. I know. Okay. I already know one. And I there's yeah. actually a 10-way tie for 10, so I will count all of them. Damn. So you actually have 20 players that you can choose from. Yeah. Okay, well, Christy, you go first. You got, got one last one. I already know one, at least. Number one. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is not there. What? It's literally because the Jazz haven't had any like big injuries or health and safety this whole season. That's what I'm saying. And then Rudy just got COVID like last week. Damn. So you're telling me so he's already been surpassed? Yep. Damn. You got to think of someone who's not. Well, I know everyone, someone who's played every single game this year is Westbrook. Yep. Westbrook's number five. Well, tied for number two, technically. That's crazy. Yeah, he's played every single game this year. He's been on pro- – he went to the safety protocols, but he got out the same day because it's a, a false test or something like that. Yeah, Westbrook is tied for second. Um, now it's just fun and games. I already won. Yeah, because Aaron's already won. <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to think about it, though. Like, who hasn't been in health and safety protocols yet? It's like, oh, yeah, that's been like 200. Because I know the Jazz barely had the injuries and shit, so I wanted to be safe with that. Yeah. Um, well, I will tell you this. Uh, that's a good philosophy. All right. Because uh, there are two Jazz players on here. Were they all starting? <laughs> I'm not saying anymore. Um. Uh, uh, you know what? Honestly, I don't remember Mike Conley being out for extended periods of time. I think. <laughs> but I'm not gonna say Mike Conley. Uh, so I'm gonna say. Uh, uh, I know. I know. Joe Ingles just got out COVID. Um. Hmm. Oh no. Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal. Is not there. Oh my god! You don't have a dickhead, bro. Who is it? Actually, no, I can't. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Is wasn't Mike Conley on the beginning of the year something like that? I think he, he missed, missed two games. games I think. What was it? Uh, it wasn't COVID, was it? No, I don't think he had it. Norman Powell. Norman Powell is not there. Damn, I'm just thinking on my fantasy team because. I think he was like one of the last people to get on health and safety protocols. And I think I think he's been available for like ever. Yeah, he is not. But I guess there. not. Yeah, no, I literally try to avoid my fantasy team because it's I don't want to talk about it. Um Christy, your final guess. 
That's a mess of a team so far. Um, final guess. The Jazz player, he said? Hmm. I mean, there's two, but you also have, like, 18 other players you could choose from. I don't give a damn. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is there. I bet. 41 games played. Can that count as five points? Just so I can catch up with Aaron. <laughs> bonus question. I'm afraid not, my sir. Um, hold on. I have some very important business to attend to at this moment. I am in 2K trivia, and I'm one of the last people alive, so just give me a second. So, Aaron, we got to wrap up the episode. So, 2K trivia matters more than the floor spaces trivia, is what you're saying. Yeah, bro. Uh, Okay, I'm fine now. Uh, Final pick. Make it a good one, even though you already won. I'm going to say. Oh, you want a good one? I want a good one. I'm going to say Ben Simmons. <laughs> uh, correct. He's played every game this season. <laughs> I also, mean, he hasn't been injured for any. You know what I mean? He's, yeah, he's yeah he, has, he has not hit health and safety protocols at all this season. Technically, yeah. I'm, I'm in the right, so. Yeah, but unfortunately, that is not the case. Wait, who's the other jazz player? The other jazz player is Jordan Clarkson. Oh, but the other the other ones I like the top number one is Buddy Heald. He's played forty four. Really? Sure, yeah. Then Tyrese Halliburton forty two, Desmond Bain forty two, Franz Wagner, Westbrook, Eric Bledsoe, Wagner. yeah, Jaron Jackson, Tyus Jones, Denny Avdia. Speaking of Franz Wagner, where's Mo Wagner? Also the Magic. On the Magic, yeah. He like doing good or? He doesn't really play that much. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he averages like well, like two points or three points a game. Like yeah, he doesn't. He's not very good. He doesn't really play. But Franz is amazing though. I've been really liking watching him. Like I said, he's this year's Sadiq Bay. Like I said, bro, the Warriors should have drafted him. Not that I not that Kaminga's actually been really solid for them. Like the spot minutes he's gotten. No, that's what I'm saying. I feel like if any team were to take Kaminga, like I said, it's supposed to be Golden State. But um, yeah, I'd say that that was a pretty solid welcome back episode. I will now take my crown as the LNFL fan. Um, you know, I love Dominic. Christy, yeah. I mean, you really, you really yeah. let the NBA fan base down. Yeah, on this one. yeah unfortunately, I did. Um, I'm now a fan of Andrew Sandejo and Marcus Mariota and uh, Jamar Chase. Thank you. Yeah, that's my guy, Jamar. And Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I bet it is. Big Bengals guy here. <laughs> what I say, I, pred- I kind of predicted it. What the Bengals are good? Actually, no, we're not gonna talk about it. We're not talking All about right. this stuff. No, that that's right, how you know the the, episode, that's how you know the episode needs to end when we start talking about it. <laughs> tune into the Backfield Spacious podcast uh, live on Saturday uh, before the playoff games. Uh, but anyway, um, as you guys may have noticed, uh, I am now the Mickey Mouse fan. Um, but this was indeed a very fun uh, episode. Uh, welcome back, episode, I guess. But um, definitely a very fun NBA season so far. Um, Definitely a lot of surprises, definitely a lot of intense moments. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, thank you guys, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, make sure, uh, please drop a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify because now Spotify has rating systems, too. Let's go. Uh, Does it, actually? Yeah, just pretty uh, I didn't even know until, like, a couple of days ago when my Cavs podcast had that. 
Um, but the next episode, we will be live streaming on YouTube. If you did make it this far and did hear about that, make sure to tune in on maybe Saturday or Sunday. I don't know yet. We don't know yet. Um, but the live streaming and the YouTube video will most definitely be a thing. And uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And um, go Eagles. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, sure. Even though it's not a football podcast, but yes. But yeah, if you guys want to sign off, peace out. Thanks for listening. And uh, also, thank you for the 600 uh, viewers now, followers. That was pretty clutch. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. We all appreciate that here, and we're just going to keep growing. Yes, sir. Keeps pushing. It was great to be back. <laughs> all right, bet. Uh, but uh, yeah, see you guys next time. Goodbye. Mwah.